Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Intellicast Podcast. My name is Adam Jolly, and joining me, as always, is Brian Lamar. Hey, Adam. How's it going? Ah, uh, lit. Intellicast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. As always, you can reach Intellicast via email, intellicast at emi-rs.com. Um, if you want to be a guest, if you have an idea for a rant, a Mount Rushmore, um, just something, maybe you want to come on and be a guest and promote your company. Uh, we won't let you promote your company, but we'll let you come on. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter, EMI underscore research, Intellicast1 on Twitter. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Brian, what is your Bumble name? <laughs> Not on Bumble, nor Twitter. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> oh, Adam, I did, I did tweet three times from Simple Time last week. I did notice good. that, yeah. Not that much. I never thought about it. Is that yeah. weird? I never thought about tweeting at SampleCon. Yeah, you didn't do any tweets. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just now realized I didn't tweet. <laughs> I got so much to say. <laughs> next SampleCon, next year. Uh, what's, new, what's new with you? Personal stuff first. How you um, been, man? I'm good. My birthday was last week. Yeah. Um, Low-key celebration. Well, I joke around in the office. It was like the hangover, but it wasn't. I had a piece of pie. It's good. Uh, that's really about it. It's getting warm outside. Oh, my gosh. Spring training. Baseball's on the radio if you wanted it. Oh, so it's a great time of year for sports starting like right now. The next what, six weeks, eight yeah. weeks. It really is. I mean, the uh, the NBA is getting into crunch time. There's only like uh, 26, 27 games left for most teams. Yeah. you got uh, conference tournaments starting two weeks. Yeah, college basketball, and then you got um, the combine this week in the NFL. Yeah. Went into the draft, major baseball. You got spring training. Opening day is a little more than a month away. By the time this comes yeah, out, a month, about a month away. And then this Sunday we have our first MLS game. Oh, at Nippert? No, it's a away game at Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. It's like 10 p.m. or something. Jeez. Yeah. And then we are we're only like a month and a half away from WrestleMania. Oh, uh, yep. I mean, let's just knock them all out. Right. We're here. Right? Masters are on the corner. Masters are six weeks away, I think. Yeah. I heard the other day. Can't wait. Uh, MRX News. Market Research News. Yeah, we need a song. That's it. We if you like to sponsor the Market Research News segment. Who? All right. Who would you think in Market Research, or who's like listening to the podcast normally, would come up with, is going to submit the best song for MX, for MRX News? Obviously, Jamin would. <laughs> you think we get Jay with a sponsor our new segment? Yeah. Brought to you by Jay, man. Uh, yeah, I think he would. He's got no, nothing else to do. He's just like the busiest man in market. Would Bob Letter sponsor it, or the Research News newsletter, or GRBN? Ray Pointer. Ray Pointer will he sponsor this. I think Ray, Ray Pointer would have the best song. Yeah. yeah. Like an old crooner. <laughs> yes. That's good. Uh, so things going on in the industry. Um, this is the. Um, never-ending story, but uh, Dynatic finally closed the acquisition of the Reimagine brands. Yeah. Do we need to talk about it anymore? We kind of already spilled our beans with everything. Well, I had a conversation this morning with someone from Dynata, uh-huh. and I was like, man, that happened quick. He went from announcing the acquisition to like closing it. He's like, yeah, and it happened during the government shutdown. I didn't think of that. The government had to approve this merger, and they were shut down for part of it. So it was a, I can't believe how fast it went. It smells fishy. <laughs> uh, um, I have an idea, by the way. I thought about this just now. Next Halloween, yeah. you work at Dynata. I have a Halloween costume for you. Okay. Lady Dynata. <laughs> you're dressed like Princess Diana, but you're all about data. That's how they came up with the name. Lady Dynata. 
That's that's gold. Trademark. We got it. Take it. I. You know what? I bet you it would look good as Lady Dinata. <laughs> it would look good as Lady Hot Roddy Knowles. Roddy Knowles. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, maybe just let it grow out a little bit. Stop yeah. with the the foreguard all around and let it grow up. You're Lady I Dinata. bet he could get away with that in South Carolina. Sure. He works by himself. Right. Say you did. Just say you did. It's good. Uh, next, uh, Pure Spectrum launched their DIY tool, the Storefront. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts here? I have a lot. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Pure Spectrum is making some interesting moves. They've been pretty methodical with their company and their hiring. And um, they didn't come in and just start bringing on hundreds of suppliers, which I kind of expected they would, knowing the background of a lot of people who weren't there. Yes. Coming from Lucid. They've been very methodical with the decisions they make. That's the main takeaway that I have, and this just adds to it. This kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. I guess it shouldn't be unexpected, um, but I think another good move for them. Nevertheless, I think they've been a lot of really good moves in the last few months, including Jamin. 100%. I think this is a great move. I think uh, taking automation to a next level, uh, provide. I think it's always good to have competition, too. I love what the guys at Zappy Store are doing, and this gives them some competition in that DIY insights tool type space. And um, I think the biggest part, the thing that I like most about what I'm hearing from Perspectrum so far is that they're using this as almost like a bandwidth tool type space. Yeah. So they're not trying to take over the world. Right. This tool is not going to put out of business the full service firms that we've worked with. It is, a, it seems to be a play on, you need this in a pinch, you need this in a bind, you're going to do this, you need automated, come to us and we'll do it for you. And yeah. I think that's huge. No, don't try to conquer everything. Yes. Do what you can do very, very, very well. Yeah. Yes, stay in your lane pretty much. Right. I did, we had a conversation last week. So we had some predictions on news a few weeks ago. We, 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 we were probably just goofing off and said, hey. We always are. Since Pure Spectrum is one of their investors for Critical Mix and Research Now, and now it's all one company, we theorize, oh, maybe they have a bigger share. We confirm they do not. <laughs> They're still a minority right. stakeholder. Right. I want to mention that to our hundreds of listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So we were—I uh, <laughs> don't know what we were trying. Yeah, we were—we weren't wrong. We were not wrong. Yeah. Hey, we're just asking a question. Yeah. I—I uh, I just think it's an awesome move. I—I I like what Pure Spectrum is doing. I love the camaraderie. You know, it's one thing we got um, from SampleCon. Everyone. Did I touch on this last one about Patrick's pie? Um, metaphor. No, I don't think so. So, in the state of lucid talk, Patrick talked about how back in the day it was a race for the same piece of pie, and it was yes. like piece of pie, and by piece of pie we met like the same customers. It's very yes. competitive-driven nature, which is something I know about. I <laughs> a little bit never effing lose. But <laughs> um, he said there's been a shift, and that. The, piece of the pie is bigger. Yes. And for me, the, the immediate comes up is that, well, there's more sample buyers, but I think there's more to that. It's not just the sample suppliers that are bigger. It's the opportunity for technology is bigger. That piece of the pie is the opportunity yes. to get more investors is yes. bigger. The people that are going, like you think about what blockchain is doing, what private, what private equity coming in, you know, the VC money coming in, think, you know, all these different things are making the pie bigger, not just yes. buy from, but the amount of money that you have, that you can get better products from so they can buy more from. Yes. Um, it's a huge shift in the industry. I yeah. think we always get bankrupt on looking at like a hot Michael or gold top 50 and seeing, you know, like a 2% growth on the top 50. But like, well, maybe this isn't a growth industry. Yeah. That's not, that's not true. Yeah. I wrote a blog about that. I'm setting you up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think it is a growth industry. You're 100% right. And that I think, one of the perfect examples of what you're saying is that 
the pie is getting bigger is just from Qualtrics um, and SurveyMonkey, those big, right? They're not just buying assets for market research. It's information and information and insights goes way beyond marketing research. It's the heart of all of business. And so, yes, I think that all of these things are converging and um, Patrick has driven a lot of this. We talked about it last week with Courtney that they're helping bring up the industry and helping us make the pie bigger and um, Pure Spectrum is doing the same thing. I agree. Um, and, and even more, yeah, what Pure Spectrum is doing, what Lucid's doing, uh, you know, Sample Didn't just started yeah. last week. That's a huge part. Um, I always say like the MVP of maybe the first day of SampleCon was P2 because everything was about <laughs> their new yeah. platform and things they're doing. And I think that there still is like a bit of caution for me when I think about platforms and that are we just giving people the tools or are we equipping them with what's best for the tools? Yeah. Um, and that's still like our responsibility yes. you know, is to like show them how to use it and not just say, here it is. It's the best go. Yep. But um, so that's still our responsibility. I think that's, that's kind of EMI role in this for right now too. Yeah, um, is to be an advocate for our clients so they can use the best tool for the the right horse for the right course type thing. Did you look that up? Um, I heard that like ten years ago, um, and I've been saying it ever since. Oh, that's good. It makes sense for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I love like so that still has to be seen yet. But um, I love the, what these things are doing with tools, and it makes me thirsty for more tools. Yeah. Or what our tool would be. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. Might be a secret. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talk to me. Um, you are not going to Quirks. I am going to Quirks, not the not the upcoming Quirks. East, you're going to West, and that's in yeah. April. Yeah. So Quirks West is in Chicago, first week of April. The more recent one is Quirks East, which is next week. Is that already? Brooklyn, Brooklyn stand up. That's crazy. Yeah, it starts on Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so we're going. To, are we going to that? Yeah, we've got uh, Andrew DeSillis and Sarah Gitz going uh, to New York next week um, in Brooklyn. Quirks, man, it's everywhere. Yeah, everybody's going. I had a conversation earlier this week about how Quirks. I mean, Quirks didn't have a conference till what three years ago, maybe. Yeah, if that. All right. Now they have three. Mm-hmm. They have a West and East. They have a London, and they sell out. And yeah. that's huge for the industry that we have. All these new conferences, and then IEX is a new one. Also, it's one I read about maybe five or six years. Right. It has an unbelievable amount of people, a couple thousand that go, and it's been yeah. awesome, just giant. Then you have SampleCon, that's another reason, and it grows every year, record amount of attendees this year. And then you still have the bigger ones like TMRE, which is still huge. Association, they're getting the next conference, which was just started yes. last year, is going more. And then there's still all the Omnichannel, TMRE, all that AA core. I mean, there's so many conferences yeah. it's growing and growing. That's good for our industry. Yes, this is fantastic. Like, Insects Association with all the regional chapters that I know a lot of people are involved in. Um, ours is a great like, chapter. They have their, I guess it's the Winter Spring Conference in a couple weeks as well. Um, I know all the other regions are having conferences. It's just amazing the amount of opportunities you have to go out and talk to people. I agree. Uh, what would, so you've seen the guest list for Qualtrics. Yeah. If there's one person you could spend five, okay, like you just happen to be staying at the same hotel. You're yeah. Riding down the elevator with them. Yeah. It's just you and them at, from the penthouse down. So you got yeah. like four minutes. Yeah. Who would be the person you were in the elevator with? Let's speak at Qualtrics. Well, obviously, I don't, it's a no-brainer, Obama. Yeah? I think he's a cool guy. Um, I mean, the stories that he can tell, um, I think he's relatable in many ways because he seems like 
most presidents were kind of old and stuffy, and he was like a cool, young, hip guy yeah. that I feel like I can kind of relate to. He's not that much older than me, um, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. He's a young president, and so I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his politics, mm-hmm. but I respect him and the office so much. I would love to have fun. And who wouldn't, right? True. True. What about you? Um, <laughs> that's still your Obama? No. Um, I, I just feel... And this is arrogant. I feel like Obama and I are alike enough that we will run into each other somewhere else. <laughs> That's funny. You have an opportunity to talk to Obama. Hey, you're right. At a basketball game. They'll be like, oh, sorry, I missed you. Right. I know you love biscuits, or I'll see you down at the right. at the Continental in the morning. Yeah? Right. He'll be to Chicago. Yeah. You are too. I'm going to run, into, I'm gonna run yeah. into Obama somewhere. A diner in D.C. Yeah. But enough basketball games that I go to. I'm imagining me and Obama are going to be close with each other so, at some point. So it's not him. It's not Oprah. It's Richard Branson. It's not Richard Branson because I just don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's Ryan, I think. <laughs> well, you have a big crush on Ryan. So. Well, the thing is, it's just like it's more of a connectable bridge between where I am in life right now and who I want to be yeah. and how I see myself and how I want to see myself. Yeah. And with who he is. Yeah. Who I believe to be him. I've never had like a personal conversation with them. But, yeah. Like, who I believe he is and his personality, what he's done, and his dreams and his goals, and what he's done with his company. I would want five minutes with him. Yeah. Just to be like, and the thing is, we wouldn't even talk about business. Yeah. We talk about the jazz, and I would be like, hey, do you feel like Donovan Mitchell said a sophomore slump? What's going on with Rudy Gobert? Is this old school <laughs> basketball? Can they really compete when it comes to the playoff times? What's going on with Snyder? Things right. like that. But. I think like I, I would just I, I would ask him like how, what's the biggest obstacle you have for growth at a company? Like what was the hardest thing to get people to buy into? Yeah. Like what was it like like when you decided you wanted to grow this thing to go public? Like what were the hurdles that you came through? Like yeah. what were the stuff how did you have to sell internally? Yeah. Things like that. Like it, like those type of questions. Yeah. Like that makes sense because Clearly, he's from the same industry. You all yeah. speak the same language. You're about the same age, so you could get yeah. a lot more. Um, What's it? Yeah, insight. Same direction. Like, for like, me, and Patrick, and like, exactly. like that. Right? Yeah. For a while, it's just be kind of full time to present for five minutes. Yeah, but me, I'm not gonna. I'm, who knows what I'll get out of it? Well, I'll tell you what. Next time, next time, I'm sitting. I'm like, I just, I'm at a Wizards game in March. Yeah, and he's there with me. I'll FaceTime you. <laughs> and will you give me a couple minutes? Later? Yeah, okay. We'll FaceTime in. It'll be good. Um, but that's who I'm most excited for. Also, my favorite thing about Qualtrics, uh, I tell everybody all the time. So, like, people think Qualtrics, they just see, like, the names and all the people. My favorite thing is that, like, after 1 o'clock, when you go into, like, these breakout sessions and yeah. you have, like, real research talking about, they don't talk about just the application of Qualtrics. They yeah. talk about different ways and different ways they think about research. Yeah. And to me, that is the richest part about Qualtrics for me because it yeah. gives me things to talk to my clients about. Yeah. And so... And it's not like a direct sell because I don't like Qualtrics hates that like people come in. So I don't, I'm not stealing or like trying to approach people. It's just like if somebody from, so I did this last year. Um, somebody from the Cavs was speaking about, um, they put wearable technology into jackets that they gave every season ticket holder. Yeah. And the season t- ticket holder would go up and say they bought like a Coke. They would scan it and they would get like 20% off yeah. just by wearing this like Coke, the season ticket holder hat. But also, it, once they got into the arena, it tracked the movements and could track the traffic. Yeah. And the Cavs took that data and figured out how wide their concourses should be and where they should put different things inside of the stadium, but yeah. also used it in their bargaining to get renovations to their arena. That's crazy. And so to me, that is like 
research like crazy yeah. right yeah um and like to and i use that with clients but i don't want to sound smart yeah you know that's that's, that's how, how we should be using data, data. stuff right. like that that's cool yeah um current events catch up anything going on in the world that you want to talk about you got a rant on your mind <laughs> have a couple rants give me one rant hey, one rant okay um let's, let's do a rant about what just happened in our office i'm so ready I'm okay ready. I don't. How does this plan happen? Would people in our office listen to this? We don't play it really in the office. If you'd play it, I'll play it. No, I'll play it. So part of this is speaking to the people listening to this right now, which are coworkers. Yeah, and for anyone that's been in our office, like we've had a lot of people that we know this, like have been in our office. They know our office is. So let's let's take the picture, right? So our office, uh, we moved into our office in July of 17. Um, So if you haven't been to see Cincinnati since then, then we don't, we aren't above a bar anymore. (laughs) Uh, But so we're in this part of town that's kind of a really nice part of town. Yep. um, Right outside like the biggest shopping affluence neighborhood and the biggest shopping area in Cincinnati. And we're in this building, this is like cluster of buildings that all look alike, and we have basically a, a whole floor. It's like super open. Everything is white or like a light gray. There's white walls everywhere you can write things on. Uh, bronze modern. lights. Yeah, very modern. A glass. Yeah. You can see everything. Everything's really open. It's very nice, very professional. Yes. Office space. There's a nice kitchen. We listen to music. Yeah. It's pretty casual. Awesome. Monitors, atmosphere. TVs everywhere. Yeah, we have TVs. Sound bars. Sound yes. Center. Center. more sound bars. Yes. This segment probably by Sonos. Yeah. So that is our office. It's, it's yeah. super cool. It's super open and super communicative. Yes. And now one day, yeah, someone, some Yahoo, yeah, decided to sit on the floor and work next to somebody. Yeah. One day. Yep. We have been here nearly 731 days. <laughs> right. I would say our counter is probably at like 644. Yeah. How many days we've been here? One day, someone sat on the floor. And Brian, what happened? All of a sudden, a discussion happens, which I wasn't privy to the initial discussion. And it was like, hey, let's get some beanbag chairs, right? And all of a sudden, I don't know, this kind of went office viral. Yeah, I want a beanbag chair. Yeah, who wouldn't want a beanbag chair? I can think of two people that don't want a beanbag chair. Yeah. Three people. Three. The three people in this room right now yeah. do not want a beanbag chair. Yeah, so trash. I thought this, and I think you as well, thought this was kind of a joke. And then people were ordering beanbag chairs all of a sudden, and they were like surprised that I was like anti beanbag chair. I'm like, why would I want a beanbag chair? Like, we can already stand up. We have desks that go up and down, so they're very modern and healthy. I stand, we stand up a couple hours a day. It's awesome. And we sit in a normal chair like a normal human being at work. But all of a sudden today, I don't know. I thought we'd have delivered like tents and camping gear, but these are apparently giant beanbag. I don't even think they're a chair. It's like a lounger. Like, I would take a nap on this. Um, they're not set up yet. I'm not sure how we're using them, but I mean, I, I joked around. This, I didn't even joke around. This is serious. Someone joked around with, "Why wouldn't you want a beanbag chair?" And I said, "Well, what's have you ever seen a CEO sitting in a beanbag chair?" And he goes, "I'm not. I'm not CEO." And I said, "That's exactly why you don't want a beanbag chair." Yeah, sit for the job you want. Sit, sit for the job you want. Um, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I actually went with the thing that beanbag chairs. They're just too much. Too much, too too close to laying down. Yeah, at work, and so like someone, hey, someone said to me, hey, what do you think about this? And I said, no, we're definitely we're not getting this. Yeah, and then like weeks went by. Yeah, and then I was like, what do you mean by your reply onto this? And I was like, I thought we were joking. Yeah, and then I was like, look, if we have it, if more, if the majority wanted it, 
If this is what we want to do, we want to have beanbag chairs. We'll spend more money on it. Get the beanbag chairs. This, this reminds me of a Seinfeld, Seinfeld episode. You're probably know where I'm going to go with this because I know you're a Seinfeld fan. Yeah. George walks into a nice store, and there's a security guard in the store in New York, and he stands up, and George just shows some concern for him and says, Hey, um, why don't you sit down? He's like, Well, that's not professional. I'm like, sit down. George is like, We'll be more comfortable. You're in a field all day long. That's not healthy. I'm going to buy you a chair. So George goes out and had a good heart and brought this guy a rocking chair. And the security guard was like, This is great. Like, like, this, this is comfortable. I'm yeah. off my feet. And then what happens? He falls asleep on the job, and the floor is inevitably robbed. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I think is going to happen here. Yeah, other sample companies are going to rob the sales out from underneath us because it's yeah. being back here. I'm like, yeah. Is it going to affect productivity? I don't know. Uh, I tell you, it's not going to help. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, that was a long rant. Good rant. Uh, I support you. Uh, <laughs> Have you shared the rant this week? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you want to do a Mount Rushmore real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we got a couple suggestions from producer Brian. Uh, per usual, we ignored them. <laughs> so we're going to go with uh, the top four things, individual items in the restaurant you would buy them at, yeah. to eat in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't know why we're just doing Cincinnati right now. Oh. But we got to do this focus. We got to do focus. Yeah. We should probably save this for MRMW when people are coming in. But let's do it there now. Let's we'll start. Yeah, just archive it and listen to it later. Right. We'll promote it later. Number one thing. Well, maybe not number one. I hate giving out numbers. Yeah, they're not really numbers. Right? Yeah. But this is, I guess this is the Teddy Washington. Uh, or the Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Washington? Who's that? <laughs> Teddy Washington sounds like an R&B singer. Second cousin. <laughs> Teddy Washington was a new addition. <laughs> uh, so my uh, biggest one is uh, the turtle from Gomez Salsa. Oh, yeah. I walked by them other night. So good. Yeah, yeah that's... that's Excellent choice. Gomez Salsa is a just a half door restaurant. Yeah. Like, there's no see there. You order it from a half door on the side of the building. A turtle is a crunch wrap, basically, yeah. uh, with cheese on top. You give it a hard shell, and they have like some funky they call calabunga sauce that goes in it. It is so stinking good. Yeah, it's great. That's my biggest one. My first one, and this has been on my list for a long time, it is the pork belly taco at Nada. Ah, okay, so I'm from Nada too. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Nada's restaurant is in the business. It's been around for a long time. It started here, and I think it's regional now. Oh, is it? Okay, it's been around for like 15 years or close to it. And typically, the most trendy restaurants were trendy for a couple of years. Somehow, Nada has somehow maintained it. It's still pretty trendy. I poor Belly Taco was a top five meal in town. Yeah, I went with the mac and cheese and that. Oh, that's so good. The peppers yeah. in it. He's got jalapenos in it. Yeah. It's super rich. And like, it comes in like this small crock, and you get on the side with like three tacos, and you're like, uh, this is not enough food. Yeah. But that mac and cheese sticks to you. Oh, it's so stinking good. I always get it and then wind up taking half of it home. And oh. it's better cold, to be honest. So good. I'm going to stick, stick with the same kind of theme. theme. I'm going to go with guacamole from Bakersfield. Ooh, yeah. Especially, Especially if you have it with sangria, sangria, which I had the other night. Oh, yeah. Some guacamole and some sangria. Is that your birthday? Uh, that, was oh, not, that was the last time I met. I took a Georgia uh, student out and around the town. Oh, that's great. And I said, you have to go back to some guacamole and sangria. Sweet. And I think it's the best guacamole in town. It's kind of a cool little atmosphere. It's up in the TR. And the sangria is awesome. Yeah. Uh, my next one is a three-way from Skyline. <gasps> and to be more specific, I would go with Skyline on Salem Road in Anderson, yeah. uh, east side Cincinnati. That's funny. I picked a five-way from Skyline. Did you really? And I would take the Skyline right down the road from our office. And I told my wife last week. went off Montgomery? Yeah. I like that too. I like it because if you sit at the bar, there's a bunch of older gentlemen that make all the Skylines. So, by the way, Skyline is like a local diner. And Cincinnati Chili, which is from Chili, but this is kind of a local thing. 
But anyway, I told my wife that when I retire, I want to be a Skyline coach. And most nice. guys just goof off, they jump around, and I love the five way. Uh, my last one is Saratoga chips and barbecue sauce from Montgomery. Yeah, that's a staple. I love it. And I, I would go there. I get that not even the ribs. Yeah. Just the sauce and chips, and that's all I need. And I also got, I got it at Zips a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I went to Zips. Uh, it took my mom to Zips. It's a famous cheeseburger place in town. And they make their own Saratoga chips and sauce there. It's pretty good. And nice. I always get there's a restaurant right by my house that has Saratoga, and their barbecue sauce is trash. But, man. <laughs> Saratoga chips and sauce, best. Yeah. Um, my last one is a Mio's pizza. I love the Mio's pizza. There's a. Do you do? Yeah. You get the sesame? No, I get the meat. I think it's the meat lovers. I don't know. You know the sesame on the crust. I don't get that. Really? My kids love that. So we get that on Monday nights. Not every Monday. I'm a lot of Monday nights. And they also have an amazing gluten free crust as well, which helps with my wife. But I love Mio's pizza. Just It's the only local pizza I really like. I'm, I'm a big fan of pizza. I can't stand the roses. Yeah, it's probably bad. So bad. Um, yeah, I love Mio's. I, maybe I would ask for extra sauce, though. I would yeah. like I get, you know, legit on the sauce. But yeah. I get you. Anything else that we missed? Any uh, honorable mentions? Or you want to go to Everglades? <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't think of Everglades. Everglades is Cincinnati foods. I, I, do, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but I have another topic. What's that? So I think this is a good podcast topic. I hope so. Sure. Recently, and this we obviously didn't show prep. Adam has no idea what we're going to say. We went through at EMI an entire process um, of every part of our organization. So, what process does marketing go through? How do you do this? How do you send out emails? And went through every function within EMI. Yeah. When we went through marketing, um, we would evaluate everything that we did basically on a risk level. Yes. It was determined during this discussion that the highest risk of pretty much everything we did was the podcast. Why? It was a nine out of ten. We and really, yeah, it was the highest. So Amy Carly, um, sweetheart, producer Brian, and myself were all were all in this discussion. I'm like, oh my god, it is probably the biggest risk if you think about it because. You know, if we say something that offends a client or a partner or any person or an entire country, depending yeah. on the topic, it's out there forever. It can go viral. And so we had to put together a process around mitigating the risk of the podcast. And so we haven't really implemented the pod, the, this process yet. Yeah, I don't know about it. But that's, to me, that's, I don't know, it's just interesting. I'd love to hear your thoughts on getting a process for the podcast. We don't, you know, destroy EMI. I understand the idea of it. Um, I don't think that anyone who would rate it high in risk has listened to it because in a vacuum, it makes sense. Like in a vacuum, you're like, hold on. You guys are just talking about research, things that are going on in the industry. You're going to talk about different vendors. Yeah. You're going to talk about different clients, potential clients. Maybe you spill the beans on something. Yeah. Um, there's those type of things in a vacuum. Yeah. But you also have a VP who's in insights all day who yes. vendor relationships and partnerships more than anybody else. And then yes. has to be trusted in front of clients. They know what he's talking about. Yes. And the president of the freaking company, right. like everything I do in life revolves around this place. Yep. So why, like, and then why we Bruce Brian, risk? Bruce Brian, who um, is probably the most risk adverse person among us three right. Canadian. And he's Canadian, so yeah. he knows he's just a nice guy. Yeah. He doesn't want to offend anybody. If you get a Yahoo <laughs> off the street in here, they would, yes, they would say something. Like, <laughs> right. You know it's trash. Right. And then we have yeah. also um, 
assistant producer Elizabeth <laughs> sometimes listens. Yeah. So we have, a, I guess we do have a decent process to mitigate the rest. Sure. Because no one, I would say the biggest risk isn't the podcast. The biggest risk is my employment at the company <laughs> from the podcast. Right. 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 Thank you. Yes. Um, Thanks for bringing that up. That was good. You have an Everglades worst thing to eat. Just give me one. What's the worst thing in Cincinnati that people, other people like? Oh, La Rosa's. Rosa's. Yeah. It's absolutely way up there. Do yeah. not get La Rosa's pizza. Yeah. But, but La Rosa. Yeah. Just not a fan of the pizza. That's by far number one. I'll go that. I'll go uh, chili fries from Gold Star. Yeah. I just don't put chili on fries. You got enough, guys. I don't know where my closest Gold Star is. I haven't been there recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really run into Gold Stars that much. All gold stars look like they've been open for like 30 years. Yeah. Pretty nasty. Anyway, uh, so we're going to wrap this up. But next week, uh, as we mentioned, you can find Andrew and Sarah in Brooklyn at the Quirks East Conference. Uh, It's sold out. Watch out. Fire marshal's (laughs) at the door. Count down. Don't you try to sneak in there. It'll shut you out. Uh, You can also find myself. Kathleen Hawk and Adam Clampett Diedrich, friend of the podcast. Adam Diedrich, we'll be in Salt Lake City at the Qualtrics event, just absorbing as much as we can from that. Anything you want to talk about before we go? Oh, we'll also be at Parks West in April. Yeah, Parks West in April in Chicago. IIEX in April. Diedrich and Brian Lamar will all be there. And you're speaking at the one at West. Yeah, so Tony Brown and I will be speaking about sampling on Wednesday. I think it's April 3rd, maybe? Sure. 10 in the morning. Is that April? No, that's the day after April Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, set yourself up for so many jokes if you did it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in again to Season 2, Episode 9. You can find us uh, at intellicast.emi-rs.com if you want to email. Uh, any kind of Twitters, you can go EMI underscore research, Intellicast1, or Adam Jolly, all one word. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, feel free to email us. Tell us what you think about being pictures. Thank you. Sitting there in view. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>